Good morning. You're listening to Real Life, Real People Radio on this very special Sunday. Happy Easter. He has risen. He has risen indeed. What a beautiful promise fulfilled today. Jesus is alive and he lives in us. I want to talk today about Easter's promise of life through the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus is the resurrection and the life, and he lives. And today we will look at accounts of the eyewitnesses of this resurrection. How Matthew, how Mark, how Luke, and how John all record what happened. They each explain it a little bit differently, just like we would if we were there seeing all of these things happen. We would actually put our own little twist on it. We would each have an account. In all these accounts, you will notice the focus is on Jesus and the resurrection. He will rise. He must rise. Do not be afraid. Do not doubt. He will rise. So today, wherever you are, I hope that you will enjoy listening to these different accounts in the Bible of the Easter message, of the resurrection of Jesus. And as you listen, imagine for a moment that you are there, right there, and hope that you will see with new eyes and hear with new ears how we can see and believe today. In fact, John 11, verses 25 and 26, Jesus talks to Martha and Mary who just have lost their brother. And Jesus, seeing this, seeing that Lazarus had died, he said to Martha, the sister of Lazarus, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? And then he also said, Everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And she said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God. And he said, I am the resurrection and the life. So let's talk about resurrection today. But before we begin, I would like to invite you to sit back, relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee, grab hold of your Bibles, but most importantly, grab hold of Jesus and he will bring the Bible to life for you. Dear Heavenly Father, we're just so thankful for you. Thank you for the resurrection. Thank you that we live because you live. Lord, help us today in all that we do to remember that there is life when we believe and that we don't need to be afraid. We don't need to doubt. We don't need to question. But what we need to do is listen and obey and love you back. Lord, you love us so much that you gave your son so that we may know life, so that we may be free, so that we may be forgiven, so that we may know this joy that is available to us because we believe. So Lord, help us today as we listen to remember how much you love us. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So imagine for a moment that you are there. You are 
one of the disciples, and you're witnessing the resurrection. Now, in all four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there is mention of the resurrection. And I'm going to begin today in John, John chapter 20. If you would like to open your Bibles, go ahead and open them to John chapter 20. And we're going to talk about John's account of what happened that day after Jesus died and they went to the tomb. So I'll begin reading verse 1. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. So Peter went out with the other disciple, and they were going towards the tomb. Both of them were running together. Can you imagine this? They were just running together. But the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. And that would be John, who's writing this. He is the other disciple. And stopping to look in, he saw the linen cloths lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen cloths lying there, and the face cloth, which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. So here we have John and Peter coming to the tomb. The tomb was empty, and they saw something. They saw the linen cloths. They saw the one that was on Jesus' face over by itself, folded neatly. And listen to what it said here. When they saw, they believed. So do we believe? Do we believe? Do we believe that Jesus is risen? Do we believe that he lives? You know, I love that song, Because He Lives, We Can Face Tomorrow. Because He Lives, All Fear Is Gone. So I want to ask you, what are you facing? Have you tried facing it with Jesus Christ? Have you tried believing and having hope because Jesus lives, because he has risen. Let's move on and see what Mary Magdalene said and how she interpreted this. Because we see that Peter and John believed. But let's look at how Mary Magdalene interpreted this. And I'll start with verse 11. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And as she wept, she stopped to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. And listen to what Jesus said to her. Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. And then Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. 
So she recognized him when he said her name. And Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, and to my God and your God. So Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that he said these things to her. So her response was, of course, at first to be weeping. She was weeping, and she saw that Jesus was not there, that they had taken him away, and she was confused. And so Jesus, being compassionate like he is, said, why are you weeping? So what did she do? She recognized Jesus. She saw him. So are we seeing Jesus? Jesus is all around us. His presence is around us if we choose to notice him, if we choose to believe. And she did just that. And then she ran to Simon Peter and John and, of course, said they've taken the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have lain him. But I would say that she started believing because she announced to the disciples that she had seen the Lord. I can't even imagine what that would have been like. Jesus appears to her. She sees him. Imagine. Imagine what that would have been like. Being so sad one minute and then being so full of joy, just not believing your eyes that you had seen him. So I just think there's something here for all of us that we can believe. We don't have to be afraid. We can see the Lord and run and tell others about him. So let's move on and let's look at what happens when Jesus appears to the disciples. So reading on in chapter 20, verse 19, on the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors were locked. Notice the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. And Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. So notice the doors were locked and all of a sudden he appeared supernaturally. Can you even imagine that? And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them, again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he said this, he breathed on them. And listen to what he says. Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness, it is withheld. So Jesus appears to them and says, peace be with you. Aren't we all looking for peace? I know that I am. I'm looking for peace in this world. And I think that's a message that Jesus wants to send us even today. He would say, peace be with you. So listener, if you're struggling with something, if you're facing something that just feels so difficult, so hard that you don't know what to do, imagine Jesus saying, peace be with you. He wants peace for you. And he also wants you to receive the Holy Spirit, to believe in him, to believe he has risen. And knowing that the fact that he has risen, he is the resurrection and the life, that you can have the Holy Spirit residing within you. Now, how many of you have heard about Doubting Thomas? Well, here in the next part of this chapter, Jesus sees Thomas, one of the twelve disciples, called the twin, and 
he was not with them when he first appeared. So he comes into the story and they're telling him, we have seen the Lord. And he says to them, well, unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails and place my finger into the mark of the nails and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. So he's doubting. Are we doubting? Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and this time Thomas was with them. And although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, again, peace be with you. Notice the third time he proclaims peace with them. And then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands and put your hand and place it in my side. You see, he knew Thomas wanted to do that. Do not disbelieve, but believe, Jesus says. So Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? And then this is what I want to focus on, is this particular part. Jesus says, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. We may not have seen being able to put our fingers in the, in the nails in the side of Jesus where the nail marks were. But we believe, we believe. And Jesus is saying that blessed are those who have not seen yet believed. Now, after that, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which were not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. So John's account gives us hope that we can believe even without seeing the Lord. And we can believe because we know that Jesus lives. He lives. He has risen. He has risen indeed. And John writes this chapter, so that we may believe in Jesus Christ. So I want to ask you, do you believe? Do you believe on this Easter Sunday in Jesus Christ? Now, looking at another account, we're going to go into the account for Luke. So we've been in John 20, and we've seen how John describes this event. Now we're going to look at Luke. And Luke apparently starts similarly where in chapter 24 he talks about that on the first day of the week at early dawn they went to the tomb taking spices that they had prepared and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb but they went in and they did not find the body of Jesus so they were perplexed about this and two men stood by them in dazzling apparel And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified on the third day of life? So they remembered these words. And returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and the rest. And now it was Mary Magdalene again. He talks about Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, and the other women were with them who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe. 
So Luke is proclaiming they did not believe. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb, stopping and looking in, and he saw the linen cloths by themselves, and he went home marveling at what had happened. So here we have an account of the empty tomb, and then two men who were in dazzling white, who told them to not be afraid, to not seek the living among the dead, and reminded him that he is risen. So what we can learn from this is that we can believe. We can believe that these things had happened. We can believe that the tomb was empty. Then Jesus again, wants to appear to the disciples because some of them are still not believing. And they were talking about things, and I'm reading from verse 36. Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace to you. Again, he proclaims peace. I love that. But they were startled and frightened and thought they saw a spirit. And he said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your heart? See my hands and my feet that it is I myself, touch me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they still disbelieved for joy and were marveling, he said to them, Have you anything else here to eat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it before them. And then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. So what we can learn from this, again, is Jesus is saying, don't be troubled. Peace to you. Why do doubts still arrive in your hearts? Touch me and see. See, a spirit does not have flesh and bones, as you see that I have. But they still disbelieved for joy. So what is it going to take for them to believe? Well, looking in verse 50, then he led them out as far as Bethany and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple blessing God. So they saw Jesus. They saw his ascension. He appeared to them and they recognized him. Do we recognize Jesus? Are we still doubting? Are we disbelieving for joy? Are we experiencing joy? So that's the account of Luke. And so I want to ask you, after hearing these two accounts, which do you most relate to? Do you relate to John's account or Luke's account? They're each different accounts. They each describe the resurrection, but a little bit differently. A little bit differently. In both of these accounts, Jesus appears to the disciples. And now looking at Matthew's account. Matthew records it as well. And his is in chapter 28. And so I want to read a little bit of this and then go forward with some discussion about Matthew's account. Now, after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to the tomb, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the woman, 
Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell the disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee where you will see him. I have told you. So they departed from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell the disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. And then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers. Go to Galilee and they will see me. So Jesus appears to them at the tomb and says, Greetings. And at this point tells them, Do not be afraid. But what does he tell them? Go and tell. Go and tell. Don't be afraid to go and tell. Matthew's account really incorporates going and telling and just that belief and not to be afraid. And then at the end of that chapter 28, Jesus instructs his people and tells them, I am with you always until the end of age. This is such comforting to me. This is amazing just to know that Jesus is with us till the end of the age. Every day, not just Easter, but he lives within us. Because he has risen, he has risen indeed. So Matthew records it, John records it, Luke records it, and of course the last gospel that I'm going to talk about is Mark, and Mark records it in chapter 16. Again, the resurrection. So listen to these words. When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary of the mother of James, and Salome brought spices, so they may go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb, and they were saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw the stone had already been rolled back. It was very large. Can you imagine that? I mean, how in the world had that been rolled away? It was, it was so large. So they entered the tomb, and what did they see? A young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe. And they were alarmed, as you can imagine. And he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. So again... The account of Mark talks about he is risen. He is not here. Then he goes on to say, See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. And they went out and fled from the tomb. For trembling and astonishment, they seized him. They said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. And I can imagine that they were afraid. This is something that was alarming, something that they had not experienced before. Even though they knew that this would happen, I guess being there and seeing that just was so overwhelming for them. And then Jesus appears again to Mary Magdalene, and he rose early on the first day of the week. He appeared first to Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons. And she went and told those who had been with him as they mourned and wept. But when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they still would not believe it. 
they would not believe it. Are we like this? Do we believe or do we disbelieve? Do we have to see for ourselves? Are we going to believe that Jesus is risen? And then Jesus appears to two disciples after he appears to Mary Magdalene first. After these things, he appeared in another room to two of them as they were walking into the country. And they went back and told the rest, and they did not believe him. Again, did not believe. Then afterward, he appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at table, and he rebuked them for their unbelief and the hardness of heart, because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And so then Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the message by accompanying signs. So again, three times... To different people, there was that disbelief. And I think that was something that was very common, and even to today. So I want to ask you again, do you believe? Jesus is alive. He has risen indeed. There's a message of hope here in the Easter story. There's a message of peace. Peace, Jesus leaves to us. There's a message of joy. Joy that we can live because he lives. Because he is risen, we can live. And I don't think that we can talk about Easter and talk about Easter Sunday without just awe and just knowing how much Jesus loves us, how much the Lord God loves us, that he gave his only begotten son so that we may be forgiven and that we may know a relationship with him. Listener, if you don't know Jesus Christ, if he's not your Lord and Savior, today would be a day to tell him that you love him. He wants to know, do you love me? He will give you chance after chance to tell him that you love him. The proof of his love is on the cross, where he died, where he gave his life, and where he has risen. I want to end with the story recorded in John, exactly where I started. I talked about these, the account of the resurrection in John chapter 20. But a few weeks ago, I had mentioned about Peter. Peter being the disciple that had denied knowing Jesus three times. Jesus told Peter, when the rooster crowed, that he would have denied Jesus three times. And Peter said, I would never deny you. But he did. So let me tell you, Jesus always gives us a second chance. If we've denied him before, if we haven't believed before, if we've doubted before, if we've been too afraid to believe, Jesus is going to give us a second and a third chance. Listen to what he did with Peter. And I'm going to begin in John chapter 21. Because Jesus appears to all seven disciples. He revealed himself again by the sea of Tiberias and revealed himself in this way. There was Simon, Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of disciples were together. And Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. 
And they said to him, We will go with you. So they went out and got into the boat that night and caught nothing. Caught nothing. And as the day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore. Yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, do you have any fish? And they answered him, No. And he said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord! When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he was stripped for work and threw himself into the sea. The other disciples came into the boat, dragged the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, but about a hundred yards off. And so this is the part I wanted to talk about. When they got on the land, they saw a charcoal fire in place, fish laid out on it, and bread. And Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, a hundred and fifty-three of them. And although there were so many, the net was not torn. And Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, gave it to them, and so with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus was revealed to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. And if you remember, Peter had denied Jesus in front of a charcoal fire. There was one account where Peter was sitting in front of a charcoal fire and he had denied Jesus. Well, here, when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Then Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. Then he asked him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he had said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Then Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. And then after all this, he said to him, follow me. So Jesus was giving Peter three chances after he had denied him three times to tell him that he loved him. So listener, would you choose to follow Jesus? He wants you to know that he loves you. So listen to these words. Do you love me? If your answer is yes, feed his lambs. He will ask you again, do you love me? If your answer is yes, tend his sheep. And a third time, if he asks you, do you love me? And then if your answer is yes, he will say, feed my sheep. This is a perfect time to follow Jesus. He's been waiting for you. He loves you believe. Don't doubt. Don't be afraid. Trust Jesus. He has risen. He has risen indeed. Thank you for listening to Real Life Real People Radio. You can hear us every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. If you would like to listen to previous episodes, please go to realliferealpeopleradio.podbean.com. And just remember, Every day will be a good day when you get real with God. Real Life, Real People Radio, copyrighted 2022, all rights reserved. Real life, real people.